Welcome back to Alt Majority. I am Shay. Welcome, friends. I'm Shannon. We're really glad to have you with us today. We're really excited to see you, and uh, we are grateful for your energy. Yes, absolutely. And we have a super interesting topic for you today. We're going to be delving into shadow work, which is such a big part of um, the human journey, I believe. And so we're going to get into some details about how we incorporate shadow work and just some practices that we do to, um, to yeah, incorporate and integrate our shadow into our life. Yeah, if you're new to our channel, thanks for stopping in. Um, we discuss the law of attraction, spirituality, spiritual awakening, and that's why we're talking about shadow work today. It's just one of the many ways we really like to dig into ourselves and our human experience here on earth. Our ultimate goal being to just lift each other up, yeah. us as the collective, us individually, us, the two of us, <laughs> our families, the ones we love, the ones we know the ones we don't know um, yet. And we are really grateful to do this and we're happy to have you with us. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, catch us on Spotify. You'll be, uh, you can get us on YouTube every Monday. We release an episode. So um, please feel free to subscribe to us. We'd love to have you join us on our journey. Yes, yeah, so you can find us on Instagram as well. We would love to connect with you. Yes, okay, so. Let's get into our topic today. We really just wanted to talk about shadow work. So let's define it. Let's start start by just saying, what is shadow work? Why do we want to do it? Mm -hmm. So Shay, what would you say if I were to ask, what is shadow work? Shadow work to me is um, feelings or experiences of like this lower vibrational frequency that um, may not... Yeah, they're lower vibration, so they're not the high frequency. It's not, um, not always happy feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that. Okay, so we know in this human experience, we, we are here to experience a wide range of emotions, and we do. If we think of it as like a number scale, I like to think of it as mm -hmm. um, like zero being the middle, kind of like apathy, 10 being like complete and extreme bliss like negative 10 being just utter, complete despair. So we travel along this number line as we go throughout our experience. And the things that end up on those negative more numbers, like fear and pain and grief and rage, just as we go kind of farther down that line, those are what we subjectively experience as negative. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that end up pulling our energies down, unlike you can imagine what's on that higher scale of like fun and happiness and confidence right. and, mm -hmm. you know, all of the good experiences. So when we're talking about shadow work, it's, it's really just an acknowledgement of those darker um, energies that we all carry. Yeah, we all do. We're all in this world of polarity. So we can't help but to feel and it actually it's completely normal and natural to feel the lower vibrations, those lower energies. And so the, the kind of point of shadow work though, is to take those lower energies and use them for what they're there for. Yes. Your darkness, the darkness you have inside of you is there to help you grow. Mm -hmm. It's there to recognize um, where am I weak? Where's my vulnerabilities? Where do I have some soul work to do? 
that's really what our, our shadow ends up showing up as it's there as a tool for us. We shouldn't be afraid of it. We shouldn't be afraid of our darker feelings. So we want to talk about ways to get to it and ways to talk to it. But why is it important to do shadow work? Why should we even really consider going down into those harder emotions and really digging those up for ourselves? Well, I think that regardless of what, if we want to do it or not, it's going to happen. We're going to have those moments of low vibrational energy, whether we ask for it or not. And so when you think about it in that way, it's like you're going to be there anyway. So why would you not make the most of it and just learn the lesson so that you can vibrate yourself back up to the high and then integrate what you just learned from your shadow into your deepest desired dream life? Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, when we're thinking about law of attraction, you've heard it said over and over what you focus on expands. Mm -hmm. So sometimes those of us that are working law of attraction get frustrated when we start to feel the lower vibrations, because then we worry, are we blocking our manifestations? Oh no, I don't want to be expanding this. And we actually don't allow ourselves to feel those darker feelings. This actually doesn't help us out. It just, it makes them stuck. It mm -hmm. sticks them down in. It doesn't allow them to flow through it. And it doesn't allow us again to really find out what are they telling us? If we're feeling something like fear, we have to find out why are we feeling that? What's that about? It's there for a purpose. Yeah. Every single thing in our life is there to show us something. Mm -hmm. So we want to do the shadow work to not allow those darker feelings, all of those lower vibrational energies to take a take over our life. Yeah, we don't we don't want them because they're the harder ones to really work out of us. It's real easy to have the joyful fun day. That's fun. It's easy to flow through us, right? Super easy. But when we're having the day when we're feeling down and depressed and low, we, um, we sometimes don't like that. So we'll do other things to mask that. Mm -hmm. We'll try to maybe even people use like drugs or alcohol to cover that feeling. They'll use some type of other, like I'm going to play video games or I'm going to watch TV or I'm going to use food or I'm going to use sex. I'm going to use something else to distract myself from dealing with those more negative thoughts or energies. And I'll say to myself, okay, well, I'm not expanding them. That's good. But no, actually I'm not even acknowledging them. So they're festering down in there and they're ending up making us um, make decisions that are sometimes self-destructive. <laughs> um, the stuff works its way out of us anyway, right? So it, it manifests in some way, it expresses in some way. And if we don't acknowledge and just face it head on, that's when we do the things, uh, that sometimes are against our own best interests, Right. where you'll ask yourself like, wow, why did I do that? Why? Well, You've got something going on that you're not addressing and it's expressing in some other way that the universe is going to force you to work it out yeah. instead of you facing it. It creates the crisis. We've talked about this before. Then the crisis comes up on you. So when we consider doing any type of spiritual awakening and I want to better myself, I want to go down that seeker's journey or that spiritual journey, or maybe I just want to know myself more. Maybe I just want to be a little more peaceful and happy because at the end of the day, isn't that what we're all looking for Yeah, is a sense of just peace, just calm. Yeah. I don't want to worry. I just want to know that everything's okay. So 
how do we get to that is three different ways we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about doing some emotional inquiry. What is that like? What does that feel like? We're going to talk about getting to it through meditation. And then we're going to talk about doing it through journaling, which is a really useful way to put it on paper and really see it in a, in a, um, um, you know, just a, a real concrete way mm-hmm. and put it on there so we can read it and really sink it into our energies. So let's talk first about that emotional inquiry. How do we start that with ourselves? How do we start this conversation with ourselves, Shay? Uh, it begins with trusting yourself and being open to asking yourself the hard questions, right? Because it's easy to um, fall back on coping mechanisms that are going to allow our mind to distract us, like you were saying. But it's really about just being able to ask yourself those hard questions. It is. It is. So sometimes you just have to make time for yourself. Yeah. I remember doing this um, several years ago. There was an issue I was just working through and it was really bugging me that I couldn't drop this. And so I literally sat down with myself in an empty room and I started to interview myself as if I was talking to someone else. Yes. Okay. Where is this coming from? What is this from? And really asking myself over and over, what is this actually about? And it ended up coming down to some worthiness issues where I didn't feel worthy of something. And once I figured out that's really what it was, then I was able to release that thing that I was struggling with. I was able to just assure myself that I was worthy and that I was a divine being, that I um, you know, deserved love and whatever it is. And I was able to then let a, a little bit of that trauma go, which surrounded the original reason I was feeling worthless in the first place. And that's, um, that's part of how we do it is we just talk to ourselves. whether you're saying it out loud, that's what I had to do. Maybe even look in the mirror and talk to yourself. That can be a little bit more difficult sometimes because you are holding yourself real accountable as you're staring in your own eyes and asking yourself, because you know, you know, when you're telling yourself the truth, Yeah. you know, when you're not being honest with yourself, you do know about it. Well, and I think you said something super important about, um, interviewing yourself as if you were somebody else. I think that is such a key point to this is just detaching a little bit and becoming the observer of your life and not analyzing things in a personal way, but kind of just zooming yourself out and seeing the situation for what it is without judging. Yeah. Talk about depersonalizing. That was um, really from the book, The Four Agreements. Such a good book. We highly recommend The Four Agreements. I mean, we should almost do a video on that. It's so good. But one of the agreements being don't take it personally. Can you talk a little bit about that? So don't take it personal. I mean, this, this can be included in any interaction of, with your life ever, whether it's just your thoughts in your head to yourself, whether it's situations that you're experiencing with other people. When you take things personally, that's when a whole slew of issues come, right? And if you look at things like they are just a mirror and everything is for you, regardless, high vibrational, low vibrational frequency, whatever it is, is for you. As soon as you start taking things personally, like as an attack, as, um, you know, something that's trying to destroy you, ruin you. That is when you get stuck down there in that low vibrational state. But when you, when you don't take things personally, when you can zoom out and detach from the situation, 
from the experience, that's when you can see it for what it really truly is. And that is when you start to integrate with your shadow self, right? And you realize that whatever just happened is actually for me is teaching me a lesson. What is that lesson? And now I can start integrating that lesson back into my life to get back to that higher frequency. And sometimes the stuff that we work through feels real personal. Imagine if we've been, you know, if we've been hurt by somebody's, you know, words, let's just take that as an example. Someone hurts us with words. It feels super personal. It feels like it's definitely about us. But when we really realize that it's actually not even about us, it's about the person that said it, it's, it's them. They're actually saying it to themselves. And I can pull myself out of it in the sense of this is a teacher in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not always easy to do when we have that happen, but this person is teaching me something. It's a practice. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can look at those that have hurt me the most as my greatest teachers, um, and understand that I probably had some type of a soul contract with this person for them to execute that hurt upon me. So that I therefore can learn something from myself about myself, about my soul, about my, my ability to overcome, about my ability to be resilient. All of those things are what I'm supposed to be, um, learning out of this interaction, this experience. If I can look at it that way, it does make it easier to integrate. It really, really does. Um, we live inside our own heads and we've talked before about this commentary that we have going. Mm. So this is where you really pay attention to you, to what you say to yourself on a regular basis, pay attention, but that emotional inquiry, it's deeper than just paying attention to what you're saying on a, on a, you know, to yourself as you go about your day, it's actually setting aside, setting aside time to ask yourself the questions and be gentle with yourself, but also be brutally honest oh, with yeah. yourself. There's no point going through the process of doing shadow work if you're not going to tell yourself the truth about mm-hmm. really what what you need to know. Because I just to reiterate again, what we talk about with manifestation and manifesting things, and we want to be in the high vibrations and we want to act as if we already have it. We've got it. We, we already feel the joy and the bliss of having that thing. We're going to circle down into having these lower energy moments because we are never going to be able to stay at the point of bliss 24 7, 365. That's just not the universe we live in. Because we live in polarity. <laughs> we can't stay there, right? There, it's the idea of no, there's no, you know, um, love without apathy. It's just, it's a contrast. So when we swing back down to those lower vibrations, those are telling us something. Those help us regenerate our powers. Once we work out, oh, wow, that's about some fear. That's about a comment that I overheard in second grade than I ever from that point thought of myself as being ugly or, (laughs) or something like that, you know, and then you just, you go down to it and you figure out that you've been living your life off of, some real deep programming that's mm-hmm. not even true. Yeah. That's not even true. And then you can cycle back up and start to get to that higher vibration where you're able to manifest what you want, where you're able to live that life of peace and calm and joy because you understand yourself. You're not afraid to look at yourself and accept the parts of yourself that are a little bit uncomfortable. And, and not to just, not to mention, if you can't trust yourself enough to talk 
freely, openly, um, and honestly with yourself, you're not going to be able to do that with anybody else. So especially oh, yeah. if it's something that you're craving in your relationships, um, give that to yourself for sure first and just see how that feels because you'll learn so much from the experiences you've already been through. Think about all those lows and everything that you learned from it, what you've applied to your life to get you back to a, a high vibrational state. And that's what it's all about. That's what shadow work is all about. Yeah. When we talk about living an authentic life, mm-hmm. being your authentic self, that is an acceptance of all parts of yourself. That's where you don't hide things from yourself. You don't hide things from others. You don't need to. Yep. There's nothing you need to hide. And if you're not able to have that open, full relationship with yourself, where you're just open, there's just no way you're going to have it with anybody else. You're not going to be able to because you're not okay with yourself. If you're hiding things about yourself um, from your partner, for example, you don't want them to know that about you. You don't want them to see that. It's because you're uncomfortable with it. You should be able to be fully open with yourself about who you are and your partner and the people you're sharing your life with. And if you have things that you're shoving down, that vibration within you is going to be unsettling you in some way and taking your entire vibration down. I think of it as like a springboard, you know, like yeah. you're pushing things down, pushing things down, pushing things down. Eventually there will be an eruption. It'll will, it will, there will be. Back. so it'll crack. Yes. And authenticity is contagious. So if yes. you're authentically you with you, then you're going to start yes. to attract authentic people in your life. And then it won't matter so much when you are in these low vibrational states, because you've set yourself up with a platform of people where you can be in this low vibrational state. And still, you know, feel love and acceptance and compassion from others. Right. Yeah. Good. Okay. So let's move on to talking about meditation and how meditation can come into play um, when it comes to shadow work. So meditation uh, is another way where we can settle the mind and calm ourselves down and just open ourselves up to thoughts from the universe Mm -hmm. where when we're having the emotional inquiry, we're having a, this is a kind of more of a mind conversation we're having with ourselves. We're we're having the Mm -hmm. conversation where in meditation, it's the opposite. It's where you clear the mind and actually you just allow in the thoughts and information to come to you. And this again is also a practice and it doesn't take a ton of time necessarily But imagine if you just put yourself on a practice of 10 minutes of meditation a day where you just breathe, you just connect with your body, you calm your mind. And in those moments, that's when the thoughts will come to you. That's when the really interesting things you'll hear from yourself, from the universe, you'll get those, um, those moments of intuition in those, in those um, meditative moments. Sometimes you'll get nothing but just the feeling of calm, which is what you need to be open to receiving. So the meditation is a really important part of just connecting with the body, just connecting with the universe as well. What do you think, Shay? Yeah, for me personally, it's like those moments when I'm, I'm, I suddenly don't have time for meditation is my shadow talking to me being like, okay, you got something going on that you're not willing to look at. 
you know, yeah. so you can just think about it that way, even with the self-inquiry as well. I just wanted to backtrack and say that if you find yourself avoiding these things, that might just be your shadow popping up on you too. Okay. And why, why is that? What is the lesson there? But yeah, meditation is just such a beautiful way to open yourself up to listening to things that you don't otherwise listen to all the time. And um, I was saying this to you yesterday. I kind of came to this realization of um, when I'm thinking in the past, I, I can experience feelings of depression. And when I'm thinking too much in the future, I can experience feelings of anxiety. And it's really living in that present moment that merges the two. And this is what happens in meditation, right? Because meditation is all about staying present and just allowing things to come and flow by. And so the beautiful piece about staying present is this whole idea that you can let things just enter and flow out, enter and flow out. And so it does depersonalize things. And it also is bringing you back to your very center of your being, which is this space that your shadow wants to integrate with. Yeah, right. The darker and the lighter parts of us. Yes. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to merge. They're trying to integrate. And when we block that integration when we stop that light and dark from really merging and coming together we actually will stop our manifestations we'll stop our yep. spiritual growth and we will get stuck in the either the depression or the anxiety that's the things that end up expanding in that moment so the shadow work is really crucial to get to a spiritual awakening, it's really crucial to get to that state of peace that we're really looking for. Yeah, and there's just nothing you're worried about. There's just nothing uh, on your mind that you have to care about beyond the present, beyond yeah. what's going on now. And that is the beautiful and such a special part about why meditation is used as a tool in shadow work because it's just that clearing your vessel to allow you to be present to allow those energies to integrate and merge into one another. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's talk about journaling now. Um, this final way is just really good for the mind to be able to take the words, take the thought, take the emotion, put it on paper and reiterate to yourself what it is you're trying to get to. So we can do this in a, a variety of ways. There's a lot of different ways to journal. And one way is just simply uh, on a daily basis, just talking to yourself and writing down, how'd you feel today? Note your emotions, note what happened. Pay attention to the patterns in your life. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to the patterns of your day, the types of things you're saying to yourself, that type of thing. That's, that's real easy to do. It doesn't take a lot of thought or preparation. Just jot it down. And you want to do it because you want to pay attention to what it is you're doing, how it is you're feeling. You can look back and, and notice your patterns here. If you're feeling um, um, down a lot, or if you're noticing certain thoughts are pervading, that's where you can see it in the journal. Yeah. It's really important during journaling as well to be open and, and trust yourself. Yeah. And trust I, yourself. Trust yourself. I heard this thing a few months back that said, if you're overthinking, write. If you're underthinking, read. And that is yeah, oh, I love that. with me so much because journaling is such a beautiful practice because it is manifesting into reality your thoughts, right? That other people yeah. could read, that you can go back and read. It's such a 
beautiful way to make your thoughts tangible. And it makes you think, right? Because a lot of us, free writing is super important. I do want to mention that. That's just another way that you can um, journal is just allowing your thoughts to free flow and just write. doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. But for a lot of us, what journaling does is make us really think about what we're thinking before we write it down. And that is part of that integration as well. Yeah, it definitely is. The other thing you can do is you can just have yourself answer a series of questions. And I wrote down a series of things that I've used to ask myself before. And this is just an example. It's obviously not an exhaustive list in any way. You know yourself. Yeah. But these are just an example of the type of questions you ask yourself. So the first one I have down is, what do you dislike about yourself the most? Mm-hmm. What do you dislike? And sometimes that's hard to face. And I want you to spend some time answering that and be as honest with yourself as humanly possible. What do you dislike about yourself? And then once you get that down on the paper and you read through that, really now your task is to figure out why. Yeah. <laughs> why those things? Yeah. What are you doing here? Is this something you're comparing? Is this something that you can um, connect to a childhood memory? Is this something you can connect to a traumatic memory? what's happening with this list of what you don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get that dislikable list and you find out what all of those things you are, then your task again is to flip that language around and yeah. start talking to yourself the other way. Make a list of everything you love about yourself and try to get that list as long as not longer and just start to overcome your list of dislikes with the list of things that you like but you have to be real honest with that dislike list and you have to be willing to really get to the, the, a little bit painful memories sometimes of why that stuff is there. Why don't you like that stuff about you? And it might, it might bring up the feelings of rejection. It might bring up the feelings of worthlessness, but again, I remind you, dear listener, that's why those are there so that you can work through those things and remind yourself that you are worthy, that you're divine, mm-hmm. that you deserve everything wonderful and beautiful in your life. So don't be afraid to answer that question. Yeah, absolutely. It's We, we chose these lives and these certain lessons so that we can transmute them and learn from them and grow from them. So just remember that as well. Um, and just before we go on, something that I do when I'm journaling is is create a really safe space for myself, right? Because this is a it, it's a time to be really raw. And so it's important that you feel like you have like a safe container to be able to freely write. Um, so even just lighting a candle to open it up and then you can, you know, blow the candle out when it when it's over. Just creating a really safe space can be helpful during all of these tough questions that you're asking yourself. And I just want to um, add a question that I have been asking myself most recently is what do I desire most? And why don't I think I, why I think I can't get it. What are the reasons why yes. I can't have what I desire? What do I really want? And why can't I have it? And that is, that has been uh, a process, right? Because as I ask myself these questions and as you ask dear listener, yourself questions, the answer might change day to day, moment to moment. Um, It could take shape into something that you didn't even think of it it, like that 
in one moment and then the next moment it it's the same question but it feels like a whole different question so be aware of that too is that that is what is special about journaling is that at any given moment the answer can be different and that's okay yeah that's great you could even have a question that you think of at the beginning of the month and ask yourself that question a month later and look yeah. back to see what your answer is and go, wow, like actually grown from that. Yeah. I love that idea. I love that. So, okay, here's my next question. Um, think about the last lie you told. Why did you do it? Oh, that's a good one. That's a really so, kind of along that, right? Like, did you do it to hide a personal truth? Did you do it to spare some feelings? Did you do it to avoid consequences? Like ask yourself, you know why, you know why. And listen, here's the thing. A lie is a vibration in your body. It, it sits in your, vibra your vibration and it's, um, it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you know when you're doing it and you might tell yourself for a variety of reasons why you're justified in telling this lie. But this is one where you really have to face yourself with things. Either you're just avoiding something, um, either, like I said, a consequence, or there's just a part of yourself you're not comfortable with, perhaps. Um, even the one where you're like, well, I'm going to spare someone's feelings. It's just, it's going to hurt their feelings. No, actually, you're actually probably avoiding something for yourself there. So please, please be honest with yourself with this question. What do you think about this question, Shay? Ooh, I can't wait to journal about it. It's how I feel about it. Honestly, because I mean, part of the four agreements, like the book that we were talking about earlier, one of them is to be impeccable with your word and being impeccable with your word involves not deceiving people with your word. And I think that so many people rationalize like little white lies that, that, yeah. for example, it's like, um, I also work at a diner. I serve breakfast and, and lunch at a diner. And somebody the other day asked me if I could work their shift. And my immediate question, my immediate response was, oh, let me think about that. I'll let you know. Knowing quite well that my answer was no. And so why did I tell that lie of like, let me think about it? It was to spare feelings in that moment yeah. and to like avoid any type of conflict because I knew that yeah. like, I could text them not face to face and say, hey, I thought about it. No, I can't do it. And as soon as I realized that, I ended up telling them that no, I couldn't. But it, and this is why it's a practice, right? Because we have these programs of like sparing people's feelings or you don't want to make somebody feel bad, especially around like lying, little white lies and stuff like that. Yeah. But it is important to forgive yourself for the white lies that you've been programmed to tell, catch yourself yeah. and, and speak your truth always. But back to your question, how do I feel about this? I think that's a great great shadow work question <laughs> yes we are at the show show on, learn how to speak your truth right learn how to yeah. speak your truth this is it this is it pay attention to those little things that you do or don't do those lies of omission they count too yeah lies of omission. About it. Mm -hmm. I mean and think about when you tell a lie the amount of lies sometimes you have to keep telling to maintain it and the amount of energy it takes to maintain that lie and yep. sometimes it's like a spider web where it just like extends off of there and you can't always catch it. And so that's what is so dangerous about um, having a habit of telling lies, making yeah. it a habitual thing that you do. 
And when you're trying to do shadow work, you really got to be honest with yourself about those things that you're doing there. Okay, let's go to the, uh, the next one. Um, what do you hide about yourself from others and why? Ooh, that's another really good one. Right. Um, this even I have as a follow-up question, do you have, um, do you have things that you keep from your partner? Are they things that you don't tell them? And if so, why? And again, it kind of just even goes back to what we were just saying about, are you trying to avoid a consequence? Are you trying to, um, hide something that, cause you're afraid they're not going to like you. They're not going to love you. If they know this thing about you, it's that it's that thing. And then again, it goes back to the authenticity and authenticity to your own self. And when you start to see you doing these things in your relationships, this is a mirror, friends. This yep. is a mirror. Yep. <laughs> you're more than likely, if you're lying to your partner, you're lying to yourself too. Yeah. You're lying to yourself too. And really to go back to the four agreements, it talks about being impeccable in your word. What I love about that chapter in the book is that it talks about our uh, our words as being spells yeah. it talks about our words and our language as being magic and we use our words their literal energy that we put into the world we put into somebody else's energy field and those words that we use the positive ones the joyful ones the ones that uplift those literally physically um enter the field and make a difference and so therefore, so do the lies. Yeah. And so therefore, so do the, the, um, the things that are slightly off, the things that we hide, that is also entering the fields of the others. And you can't have a true equal balanced energy exchange if you have things that you're, um, you're hesitating to and really just let out. Mothers, yeah, I think that's such an interesting question in itself because this are you willing to show your shadow to your part to your partners in life? You know, yeah. if you're not, that is a part of being inauthentic because guess what? Yeah. I'm not always happy go lucky. Sometimes I am in the depths of the, of, of my life. And so it's the ability to like be there and really be there instead of like masking it to the people that are around you, because that's how you're going to find yeah. the people who are really going to stick around and really you're going to find out people who can help you through those situations too. Yeah, they're in your life for a reason. And I don't just mean your romantic partner, as you pointed out, your friendships, your siblings, your parents, like, what is it? Yeah. Where do you put the mask on? Mm -hmm. Do you wear a dis different mask for different people? Do you change your identity to fit in? And um, are you doing it because you want to be accepted by that person? Probably, huh. um, but just notice it, notice it. And just know that you'll be happier the more you are you. Yeah. The more you let you out. And if you're going to lose someone for letting out the authentic you, then you know what? That person should not be in your life then. If they're going to leave you and, and um, reject you because of this thing about you that you're going to reveal, well, you're out of alignment anyway. Yep. Find someone that'll accept that part of you. Find a different best friend then find, and I get it. Sometimes it's your family. You can't change your sibling or you can't change your parents' reaction. Then, then you have to just go back and love yourself. But right. at the, you know, you got to live with you. You're the one that has to put your head down on the pillow. You're the one that has to look at yourself in the mirror. You're the one walking around with you all day. So you might as well love and accept yourself. 
And yeah. that's why we do the shadow work. That's why. Okay. I think I have one, one more that I think is good. All right. Do you hold a grudge against anyone? And what is stopping you from letting it go? Ooh, that's another is there a person when you think of in your life um, that you're kind of hating on? Is there a person that you're like, you wish you could get revenge against them? Or maybe it's just someone that hurts when you think of them. I, I was about what, to say that. It, yeah, is um, it just hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they hurt you in some way. What's stopping you from letting that go? Why are you holding that energy? You're actually not hurting them by being mad at them. You're not hurting them um, by being mad at yourself. You're hurting yourself yeah. by doing those things. You are. Mm-hmm. You're pulling your own energy down. You're pulling your own vibration down. So forgiveness is not the easiest thing to do. It isn't. But it is the only way sometimes to let go of trauma. Sometimes it's the only way to let go of the types of things that, you know, those hurts, those rejections, those betrayals, the only way to let go of them is to forgive. And it sometimes feels like when we talk about forgive someone, um, it sometimes feels like, you know, I, I can't let that injustice stand. And if I forgive them, that means I'm condoning what happened. No, you're not. No, you're not. You don't have to have that person in your life still. You don't have to, um, you know, bring them into your experience. You don't have to interact with them. But when you're holding on to the grudge, you're actually holding their energy. You're, You're holding it to yourself and you're holding back your ability to just have joy in this lifetime just by holding that negative energy inside yourself. Well, this is a beautiful segue into another way that I've used journaling, which is to write those people in my life who I do have um, like strong emotional feelings when I think about them is to write them a letter and then to forgive them and burn the letter. (laughs) So this is where you can get really creative with with the ways that you um, interact with with your journal, right? It doesn't have to be any one type of way. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, um, if you're real brave, send them a letter. Maybe you have things that you probably want to work out and want to send them a letter, but otherwise don't write it for yourself. Write it for Get yourself. the energy out of you. Yeah, that's really it. Get the energy out of you because you holding on to that grudge or you holding on to that hurt or that pain or that betrayal. And you might've been honestly wronged and it could have been nothing you did. And probably was nothing you did. And again, don't take it personal. It was them. Yeah, it was them. Even if it was something that you did, it's important that you forgive yourself and just allow those emotions to come up too. Yeah, right. Because we do things out of hurt. We do things out of programming. We do do things all the time. It's like even that example of the other day at my um, serving job when that person asked me if I could cover their shift. It's like as soon as I said, I don't know, let me think about it. And I knew the answer was no. I took a deep breath and I forgave myself. Because I, I was recognizing that that is just like my patterning that has been programmed into me and that it's not really how I want to um, portray myself, you know? So it's like, forgive yourself too. This is all a practice. It is all a practice. You can get better and better at it, but just be super gentle with yourself and as much as it's so important to forgive other people, but it's also super important to forgive, forgive yourself. Yeah, are just- right. Take responsibility for what's yours. Don't blame the other person for your lie. Don't blame the other person for your reaction. Don't do any of that. But also you're human. 
this mm -hmm. is what we're doing here is growing. I started out this saying the darkness inside of you is actually for you. Yeah. It's for your strength. It's for your benefit. It's your teacher. So all of this shadow work ends up being for your good yeah. and shadow work doesn't, doesn't always feel pleasant, but it's like a, a refreshment of your soul when you're willing to go through it. And there'll be different times in your life. You'll have to go back and do shadow work. It's not as if you do it once and you're done. Oh yeah. It's a this cycle. is an, it's is a cycle. This is a cycle. And, um, the, the more you do the shadow work, the easier it gets a little bit more gentle you get on yourself, the easier it is to spot your patterns, the easier it is to see when you're allowing those lower vibrations to really um, pull you down into that bottom longer or more often than you really need to be. Yeah, and it's those feelings of, un of being uncomfortable that should be a clue to you that it's time to grow like you're about to outgrow something and that is the beautiful part about sitting in that lower energy and just and and living with the shadow for a moment is like just know that the come up is going to be what goes down must come up what comes up must go down the whole thing it's it's setting you up to integrate things into your life that are just going to just going to help you, you know, and yeah. in one situation, you might learn trust. And now in another situation, you know that you must trust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful uh, experience if you're willing to do it. So mm -hmm. don't be afraid. And we just really want to encourage you when you're doing this to really hit those affirmations up. So oh, yeah. when you've been down, you've been doing the shadow work, you might be exhausted <laughs> physically, spiritually, emotionally, Go back to yourself, do those beautiful affirmations, remind yourself that you're worthy, remind yourself that you're loved, remind yourself that you can have those um, moments of peace and calm in your life if you claim them. You are a divine, beautiful one. You are part of source energy. You are energy. You have the power. You've got this. <laughs> you came here to this life with the full intention of going through it as difficult yeah. or as easy as you made it yeah um you came here to learn this stuff so let's do it yeah we chose this universe of polarity to to come to and we did we did dive into the depths of it you got this and look around and let yourself know what you're grateful for you got so much yeah. you know it's really about just trying to stay present and being grateful for everything for the shadow. Be grateful for the shadow. Yeah. So grateful to have you with us today to hear us really chat about this. Um, we've talked before about how when we raise our consciousness up, when you do too, it raises it up for all of us. So the more we can put this into the collective, the easier it is for all of us to tap in. So thanks for listening today. Again, please... Uh, like our channel, please subscribe, please send this out to anyone who you think might benefit. And uh, we're grateful to have you. So grateful for your energy. Yes, thank you for being here. Videos go out every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we look forward to chatting with you more again. See you next time. Bye.